You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. This is ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80, your podcast, your smart speaker. All right, we're going to continue the conversation on the Giants um, firing Jason Garrett. Key, you were just talking about this with DiPietro and and, uh, Rothenberg. So here's what Dan Graziano said. On this just in, I'm not sure if you're aware of this new show, this just in on ESPN at 2 p.m. Key, very handsome host, articulate, really, really good. Um, this is what Dan Graziano said yesterday on this just in. What I'm hearing a lot is we need to get the ball to our best players more. We need, you know, so they feel like they have the pieces there to produce on offense, and that they just weren't getting it done. So we'll see if, uh, assuming it's Freddie Kitchens, if they can. Uh, if they can get it to Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley and Kadarius Tony more reliably than they were Tony. with Garrett. Feed Tony. Yeah, Key, it does seem like they got the pieces, but the pieces aren't getting the ball. Well, that's part of the, that's one of the reasons that Jason Garrett is no longer the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants because he didn't put players in the positions to succeed, and the quarterback was put in the position to fail and not succeed. And this is the true true values of it when you have players you need offensive coordinators as i've talked about many times on this show and others to put guys in the right positions to succeed um that's just the bottom line a lot of times guys hire the wrong people for the wrong reasons and then they wind up having themselves put in a bad position to be fired after the coordinator you know maybe maybe you say okay i fired a coordinator now I let's see if i can get it turned around to save my job it doesn't mean that joe judge is out of the weeds either I, I, okay, I heard what you said on the show before, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, after the first year, I thought Jason Garrett was done. I thought it was a mistake by Joe Judge to bring him back. I also thought it was another mistake after that, that right before the bye week, they decided to not do this before. They should have done this then. I do give them credit for actually doing it. And one of the things I will say for Joe Judge that actually makes me want to give him a chance is that he chose the players over the coaches in the scheme, right? <coughs> But I don't think Freddie Kitchens is the answer here. And I know he's the guy that will serve potentially as intern, offensive coordinator to do this job. But taking me from Jason Garrett to Freddie Kitchens, seeing what he did with the Browns, I'm like, okay. But, Key, I heard you guys talk about a guy like Todd Haley. And one of the things that you said is Joe Judge has to be secure enough in who he is to handle a personality like Todd Haley. Do you think Joe Judge could – be that secure considering the, the coaching tree he came from to let go a lot more of the offense to a guy who has a strong personality like Haley? Well, the, uh, Joe Judge doesn't run the offense. He's just a head coach. I think he's more of a CEO type head coach. I don't know Joe Judge's personality. I don't know him at all. But I think what happens with, with Todd, for instance, who who if I, if I took a job tomorrow, he'd be my offense coordinator. Okay, and that's because I know him. And I know his personality, and I know how to handle him and deal with him personally. 
when I look at his track record and his history in calling plays, there's nobody better in the National Football League. He is on the outside right now in the league because it was he did it to himself. When he took the Cleveland Brown job and had an issue with Hugh Jackson and it just became it was it was it was chaotic. In Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh offense in the Steelers, Antonio Brown became a Hall of Fame wide receiver because of Todd Haley. Todd Haley coached the Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl, not Ken Wisenhunt. Todd Haley did that calling plays along with Larry Fitzgerald and Kurt Warner. When he was at the Kansas City Chiefs as a head coach, Matt Castle became a pro bowler. Dwayne Bow was on the verge of becoming a pro bowler. So he knows offenses and play calling and all of those different dynamics. The problem with him is, can Joe Judge understand his personality? Because he could be high-strung at times, and if, you, and if you're okay with that throughout the course of the week, you should be okay with it on Sundays. That's the type of coordinator you need with a young quarterback. Kurt Warner went from the Giants to the Cardinals and became an instant, instant success in a Super Bowl-appearing quarterback again under that tutelage. I mean, so when you start to think about it, Ben Roethlisberger had some of his best years under the tutelage of Todd Haley. But a lot of times... In the National Football League, people start whispering, oh, you can't, he can't get along with anybody. They just put stuff out there. You know how it is. And so people form and shape this narrative, um, which I think is, 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 is wrong if you're looking for somebody to do great wonders and great things for your program. Max, can I ask you a question as a Giants fan? Yep. When I say these three names, I want you to tell me if you trust our franchise in the hands of these three individuals. Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge, Daniel Jones. No. Um, I think that Daniel Jones might be a solid NFL quarterback. Um, but when that's your ceiling, I'm already done with you. I'm not interested in, in, going, in gunning for solid, especially if you if, – to me, if you take a quarterback with a sixth pick in the draft, you should be aiming for the Hall of Fame. If not, then you don't get him in the sixth pick of the draft, right? Um, and then I would say Joe Judge, the jury is out. I, do, I don't have – I've not, but but I wouldn't say that. Oh my God, he's passing with flying colors. And Gettleman, hell no. Like uh, the end of the Jerry Reese era was awful. Gettleman's had the job for a hot minute now, and it's been years now. And I will say it again, key the Giants. Like I, you, we could rationalize things. Oh, but if only this and that. Five seasons without spending a day with a with an above five hundred record. Five seasons. So there's no there's no excuse. They just they're just. Well, terrible. I think I think they just got to get it right. I I think Dave Gettleman has done a pretty decent job collecting talent, unlike the Jets. What? Key. Let, let, let's go through it. So let's, with the exception of Kadarius Tony and Andrew Thomas, okay. Daniel Jones, six pick. You giving him an extension? Is that likely or unlikely, Key? Right now, it's unlikely. Dexter Lawrence, extension likely. DeAndre Baker, I, I, I Saquon Barkley, extension unlikely. Evan Ingram, extension unlikely. Eli Apple, traded. Eric Flowers, waived. I mean, I can go through the list of all the players that I wrote it down last night. I told but you, Max, when I got have, home. But you're going to have hits and misses. But they have more misses they than hits. You're going to have hits and hits. misses. He's done a decent job mm. collecting talent. Mm. Okay. 
He made a yeah, bunch of moves in this offseason and did collect some talent in this offseason. The kind of moves you make when you think you're ready to make a run and they have three wins on the season and they, and they just have, they do have losing season Look, after he, losing he, season. Here's what I would say. He's done a better job than the New York Jets. <laughs> yeah, yes, but that, yes, that's by comparison, the yes. He's done a better job than the New York Jets. Yes, thank God I'm not a Jets so, fan. So yes, basically, but, but like, that you know, basically with that bad. being said, are the Giants in the same situations the Jets were in last year with Sam Darnold? Yeah. Well, here's Dan Orlovsky on NFL Live, ESPN football analyst, of course, friend of the show. Here's Dan Orlovsky on the issues with Daniel Jones. But it all comes down to Daniel Jones and his lack of development or them helping him develop. The problem with Daniel is he still makes the same mistakes way too routinely that he did coming out of college. It's like, for me, it's the anti-Joe Burrow where, you know, we've seen too consistently where Daniel panics with the football. It's who he was coming out of school, and it hasn't gotten better. And I don't think that they... They certainly don't believe Jason Garrett's the guy to believe that they can fix it out of the quarterback. And that's why Jason Garrett is gone, and they need to bring in somebody else. And that was the issue that the Jets had with Sam Donald. They could never figure out the coaching staff to get him going or surround the right type of talent around him. And I think regardless to what y'all might feel as wounded Giant fans about Dave Gettleman and, and what he's been able to do, He's got him with Saquon Barkley and Kadarius Toney and, and brought in uh, um, uh, Ross and, 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 and Galladay and Shepard and the tight ends, Rudolph, along with Ingram. They got pieces. The offensive line is better. They got to yeah, get a better offensive coordinating mind to engineer things so we can get a stronger look at this young quarterback. When Whenever you – are in flux and don't have that, it looks a certain way to the fan base as if they're not doing a good job. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't get rid of him. All I'm saying is he has put some pieces in place, and now it's up to the coaching staff to get those pieces to do the right things. Here's the problem with Daniel Jones, okay? Or with Gettleman. Let's start with Gettleman. Because if it were me, Gettleman, I never would have hired Gettleman, and he'd have been gone a long time ago. Because he's proven me. For those who are like, don't hire Gettleman, everyone's been proven unequivocally correct. It's taking way too long, and still they're terrible, right? So, like, that, that's just how it is. It's, it's results-based. And, and he, he reached for Daniel Jones in the draft. At that moment, we all knew Gettleman's tenure is tied to Daniel but Jones. But it's too late to keep on screaming he reached. You got it now. Oh, okay, that's Fix what I'm it. saying. But what I'm, what I'm saying is when you – let's say – like if a dude falls to you in the second round, you take him, your GM, like, career at that franchise is not tied to that quarterback. But when you reach and take sixth overall a quarterback and people are like, what? Now it's tied to him. Now he started off well, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 3,000 yards as a rookie with a bad offensive line. So there is some talent there, Right. That's something like Sam Darnold never did. So and then they I, fire Shermer and they yep. brought in Joe Judge mm-hmm. and yep. he hasn't done well because of Jason Garrett. Well, okay, but now that you are in year three and you're 24 years old and you're 26th in the league in QBR, what I'm saying, Key, is you're, I, I believe you're probably right in the right situation. I think Daniel Jones is an NFL starting quarterback. What I'm saying is you can have that. I want a great quarterback. 
That's the easiest way. It's not that you can't win with a guy like it's just much less likely. But you can't get you. You act like y'all. Y'all kill me, man. Y'all act like Super Bowls are freaking M and M's and quarterbacks. You could just walk down the street and pluck them off a tree. No, nah. it, it doesn't work. There's only nah. you. You want a great quarterback. You don't have the assets to go get a great quarterback uh, in this year's draft because uh, there are none. Wait, wait. But, Key, they do have one of the things, and I would have drafted Justin Fields. But I have to say the Giants did get a haul for that pick. They got a, they got a bunch of extra draft picks, high draft picks, that could be useful in swinging a trade for a quarterback if they so desire. And we are going well, to get into you, that. But if you, if you go and you get one of the quarterbacks, the big, the big boys, yes. I'm talking about the big boys, Right. If you, can get, if you can get the ones that people think are going to be on the market, the Deshaun Watsons of the world or the Aaron Rodgers of the world, yeah. But is, is Russell Wilson still a big boy? Is he still a big boy? Or is he just a shell of himself? Right. Well, Let's be honest with each other. What right? I want to know a little bit later on, we're going to do this in a little while, from you, Keyshawn Johnson, is I want to hear Key's real rankings on, these, on the quarterbacks who are likely to be on the market. Because the reality is if the Giants were serious – they could go get one of those dudes with the resources they have. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Key will rank his quarterbacks for the Giants in 2022. Which, you know, of the likely targets that could be out there, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. On America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required, actual availability coverage, and speed may vary. This team needs to have everybody together for a long extended period of time for them to get used to playing together. I thought that LeBron James' elbow was actually trying to knock down his arm, but it accidentally caught Stewart in the eye. We all know that LeBron's one of the fastest guys in the league and plays the game the right way at all times. I was surprised. I mean... You know, I didn't think he would get, get suspended. I don't think no one, anyone thought he was going to be suspended. You know, we got a game tomorrow, and Brown will be back then, and, you know, we go in Indiana and take care of business. Oh, man, 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 man. Guess hey. what we got for you? Get that Perk sound just – Perk must have been, been looking to me the other – listening to me the other day because he sounds just like me on the LeBron situation. ESPN but- NBA <laughs> analyst. Kendrick Perkins on the Goodyear hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Big Perk, what's going, what's going on? on, my good brothers? What's, what's up, that? Brandon, man? You sound you sound just like me on the LeBron situation. Huh. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Everybody's talking about. Yeah, he did it. He had a closed fist. I don't want to hear that. He didn't do it on purpose. I yeah, mean, he was trying I to said. knock his. He was trying to. Yeah, Key. I don't know what people. I would like on. to they see someone whip around a fist and hit Perkins in the eye when you were a player and bust it wide open and see what would happen. You don't want that. To see happen. what would happen. Perk, see what would happen. Let me talk to you about last night, Perk against the Knicks. The ninth different starting lineup for the Lakers in 19 games, and I, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. granted, LeBron was out, AD was sick. I, I, I get that, but like, what do the Lakers do that are that's great? Right? Like, what's their signature? You would think for a team that is older that they would have a signature. And I know it's early in the season, but is it post-ups? Is it defense? It doesn't seem like there's an identity when I think about the Lakers thus far. And, and, and Jay, that's the problem. It's not one. And please don't bring up defense because that's the last thing that's, that's their signature or their identity. And when I'm looking at their team, 
you know what I realized? They don't have enough role guys. You know what I mean? And and I hate to say it, but when you look at a guy like Carmelo Anthony, you know, when you look at a guy like THT, we know that they're capable of having big scoring nights. But at times, that's not what you need on the floor. You need that Caldwell Pope who's going to chase guys over, get up over screens and get into the ball. You need a guy like Alex Caruso who's not going to take a shot but is going to affect the game in every different aspect and stats that don't show up in the stat that uh, they, and make many plays that don't show up in the stat sheet. So when I look at the Lakers, I'm like, nah, this ain't it right now. I just don't understand. They play too much my turn basketball. So to your point, Jay, they don't have an identity. They don't have nothing that they do well besides push the pace. And we see what happens with that. They turn the ball over. Mm. So how much of a threat do you think the Bulls are in the Eastern Conference? I know they got Zach Levine and, and Ball is doing it and Caruso when he comes back. And, you know, they got uh, DeMar DeRozan. And they look good at times, no question about it. But are, are they a real true threat? You know what, Keith? Let me Let me say this to you. Before you start off, we got to, one, give our brother Jay Will some credit because he did tell the world, and I know we're early in the season, but Jay Will did warn us that the Bulls were going to be a top-five team in the Eastern Conference. And you know what's crazy is that when you look at DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, they are dangerous. Now, are they going to lose games throughout the regular season? Yes. But are they a team that actually can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes, they are. And and the thing that I'm watching is that they play beautiful basketball. They don't care who, who what guy has it going that night. They actually have identity. They actually get out on the fast break and trans in transition. They force turnovers to get easy baskets. And I must say, man, Billy Donovan has hell, has done a hell of a job because I thought when Big Vucevic went out, I thought that they would have a problem. And they didn't. They they stuck in the, the kid Bradley, who I thought has been playing phenomenal in this role. Um, he's getting uh, Billy Donovan is getting quality minutes out of AO, out of Illinois, the rookie. You know, when you look at even Derrick Jones Jr., he's playing his role off the bench. So I'm looking at the role guys, and they're not. They don't have any. You know, uh, hidden agendas. All they want to do is play winning basketball. So they let Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball get their game off, and they just go out there and make winning plays. Big Perk, watching the Knicks last night get a win at home, I, I still have so many questions about the Knicks. Like, I don't understand why Kimball Walker does not play in fourth quarters. I, I know he can't, he can't sustain it, but it, it seems like there's a – they should be the Knicks, obviously, I mean, the, the Lakers. But it seems like there's some issues there with – roles and substitution patterns. Have you been seeing any of that with the Knicks? I, I have. I have. And you know with me playing me playing four Tibbs as an assistant in Boston for two and a half years. One thing about Tibbs is if you don't defend, but if if you're not putting up thirty on a consistent basis and you're not defending, you're not gonna play. And that's why I wasn't really high one of those guys that were high on Kimball Walker 
going to the Knicks. Like, I was like, he doesn't move the needle because I cover and I watch all the Boston Celtics games. And I watched Kimball last year. And I watched how he was a liability on the defensive end. So, at the end of the day, when the Knicks are struggling offensively, they're a team that hang their hats on the defensive end to get stops. That's who Tom Thibodeau is. And so, when he doesn't get down there and, and is able to get up over screens, able to sink and field, do all the things that he needs to do to affect the game, Tibbs is going to roll with somebody else that he could trust on the defensive end that could just go out there and give him 15 points and put the ball in somebody else's hands to get buckets. On the other hand, um, talking to Kendrick Perkins here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max ESPN Radio. On the other hand, Perk, if you don't look at Kemba Walker as, oh, this guy will be the difference maker, but just another piece, the Knicks have a lot of dudes like that. Kemba and and Barrett and Derrick Rose and Quickly and like they got a lot of pieces they can throw at you for a Thibodeau team that's going to play with a high intensity. Do you think the Knicks have enough depth to compensate for the fact that they don't have that big time star player? Apologies to Julius Randle who showed you in the playoffs. He's not a, a, a one option in well, the playoffs. Well, Emmanuel Quickly has been that man in the fourth quarter no for the Knicks, and Alec mm-hmm. Burks half his points have came in the fourth quarter this entire mm-hmm. season. Yep. So like, I don't mm-hmm. understand why those guys don't get a lot more burn if you don't see that defensive tenacity with Kimba. Well, I think I think it's I think it's going to come, Jay. And here's the thing about Tills: whether you're winning or losing, he's not going to stay consistent with his lineups because Tills is all about matchups. That's how he always been. He's about matchups. He always his biggest thing is we'll figure it out offensively. Somebody will get going, but defensively, that's how he is. But here's the thing: we have to realize this. Last year the Knicks were hunting. This year, they're the hunted. Now, I'm not saying they're not a, they're a favorite to win the championship, but all I'm saying is, is that they heard, the teams around the league heard, heard everyone talking about, you know, New York is back, the Garden is rocking. Everybody watched the Knicks go to the playoffs. So now what's happening is, is that, although they're not a title favorite, every single night they're still going to get guys uh, best or good shot every single night because one, people enjoy playing in the garden. They want to play in the garden. Two, they know what the Knicks are capable of doing. So now you're not just this team that everybody's walking in and saying, oh, this is the old New York Knicks of old. We're going to just get this dub. We got, we already, we overlooking this game. No, now this game actually matters. Yeah. Boy, if you're hunting the Knicks and you chase them down, there's not a lot of meat on that bone. I mean, you may have, it's not, it's not, that's not a that's and, not a big wildebeest. That's a little that's a little skinny one. And right. schedule wise, they're going into Murderer's Row right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, here it's it comes. Up. That is Kendrick Perkins on the Goodyear Hotline. Great to hear from you as always, Perk. Appreciate it. All right, big Perk. All right, my brother. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. History made without even playing a game. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Heather Dinich joins us now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, guys. Where are the mashed potatoes in your meals? Come on. No, You're no, like no, pushing Heather. it around on your plate. Heather, Stop. Heather, we got to talk about are you getting ready for your pumpkin pie with Cool Whip? <laughs> are you getting ready? Cool Whip. Whipped cream. Cool Whip. <laughs> J- Jay and Key about to try to tell me that pumpkin is the same thing as sweet potato and yams. They're all, they're all the Stop. same thing. All right. Oh, you guys. It's a good thing that you don't have to rank your top four for Thanksgiving dinners. You've never come to a consensus. What was your reaction, speaking of consensus, to the committee putting Cincinnati in the fourth spot? First time ever, Heather. Historic. Not surprised, though. Everything is lining up for Cincinnati this year. There's been so many upsets. They're still undefeated. I mean, they won big against SMU on a day when Oregon and the Pac-12 once again did a face plant. So it all made sense to me for one through seven. What is the worst case scenario for the Bobcats um, at this moment, though? Bearcats, I'm sorry, not Bobcats, Bearcats. That's all right. Um, The worst case scenario is to be number four, finish undefeated, and get the gut punch of dropping out because Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 and finishes a one-loss Big 12 champion. I mean, I really can't think of anything worse and also more realistic because when you look at Oklahoma State, one thing I think that people kind of snoozed on last night was Selection Committee Chair Gary Barta pointing out in the teleconference and Therese Davis that Cincinnati was measured against the teams it's in a group with, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, but they also compared them in the group below them, Michigan, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. They compare these teams in pods, and they vote on them in pods. And there is a very real possibility that Oklahoma State can, in the end, jump Cincinnati. Conference championship games are the final piece of the puzzle, and we've seen them change the top four in the past. We've seen TCU drop from three to six. And when you look at Oklahoma State's opportunities against Oklahoma, which is a top 10 team right now on Saturday, and then again in the Big 12 championship game, whether it's Oklahoma or Baylor, you're looking at punctuating a resume with two top 10 opponents, whereas Cincinnati has a chance to beat number 24 Houston. Not bad, not great, but that could be the difference in the end. Heather, 
with, with that being said, then, why did the committee have Notre Dame at six ahead of Oklahoma State? So, so Notre Dame is a team that is probably one of the most improved teams in the country. There's still a long shot in my mind because they don't have that conference championship game. And I think that ultimately they could be jumped and probably will be by the Big 12 champion, assuming that it finishes with one loss. Um, But the Irish have just done so much better the problem for Notre Dame is that they looked great against Georgia Tech, a 3-8 and eight team, and they end their season on Saturday against a 3-8 and eight Stanford team at Stanford. They should win big because both of those teams aren't very good, um, but the committee likes them because of how much they have improved, particularly offensively throughout the season. Can Alabama still uh, get into the, the Final Four if they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game with two losses? They can. I certainly wouldn't eliminate that possibility entirely. It depends on what else happens. What if Cincinnati loses? What if there's a two-loss Big Ten champion? You know, all of those factors combine to help answer that question. But, guys, I'll also point out the possibility that Alabama could lose to Auburn on Saturday. It's a rivalry game. We don't know what's going to happen. They should not lose that game, but they could. And if they do, then that puts Alabama in a position where they absolutely positively have to win the SEC and beat the number one team in the country. Then you see a two-loss SEC team in the playoff, for sure. I'd I'd rather take Alabama with three losses than watch Notre Dame get drugged again. Well, look, that's a, fair, that's a fair point. And when you look at Notre Dame statistically as far as how it compares against the other teams above it, offensively, they're 35th in the country right now. Every other team ranked ahead of them is better than that. Baylor is better than that. Ole Miss, Oklahoma, they're all better than that. But I, I do think that they have shown improvement. They just don't, they don't have enough. I, I think you're right. They, they might get beat pretty bad. But guess what? Cincinnati might too. That is Heather Dinich, ladies and gentlemen, on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Eckrich Smoked Sausage, the real MVP of any tailgate. Pick it up at your local grocer. Thank you, Heather, as always. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Same to you. So who do you guys want to see in that fourth spot? We know Key doesn't want to see Notre Dame. We know that, Key. You want to see Cincinnati? Two I loss. want to see Cincinnati. Two loss Alabama? Uh, yeah, I'll take two loss Alabama. Not me. I don't want any two loss team in the playoff. Oklahoma State? No, no, I don't want to see Oklahoma State. That 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 doesn't. I like it the way it is right now. Let's just hope that those four continue to keep winning. I agree. I think that's right. I like the top four right now. I wish the like if the playoff started today, Jay, I'd be happy. What about you? That's fine. I mean, you guys, you're you're gonna get what you want to see. Cincinnati drubbed by. I don't know why I keep saying drubbed today when it's drugged. By, dragged, yeah, dragged, <laughs> drug. whatever, uh, the D word, whatever. No, the D-word. drubbed is good. It drubbed, means beaten. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. down uh, by uh, Georgia. So like, I'm cool just with the top three. That's what like, that's the, the those are the top three premier programs of football right now in today's game. No, honestly, guys, I I agree, and I'm glad Cincinnati is four just because I think they deserve it. Great, but I gotta say, you but you gotta know you gotta know when you're looking at this right. It's Good football, power five teams. You got the Georgias, the the Ohio States, the Alabamas. Hell, put a, put a, put uh, Oklahoma State in there just just for giggles. Whatever the case may be, if that's what you want to do, do it. But Cincinnati, 
we'll deserve the right to pop one of those teams, much like we've seen in the past in situations where the underdog, non-Power 5 schools have gone on to upset big-time programs. I go back to the Fiesta Bowl with Oklahoma and Boise State and Bob Stoops. They were rolling high-flying. Oh, they're going to – all of a sudden, Boise State rolls up in there and pop them. Or you look at the lightweight Pac-12 team like an Oregon State with Chad Johnson and T.J. Hushmanzada goes and plays Notre Dame. Oh, power Irish. Here we go. We're going to do it again. Boom. Slapped around. Or you look at opening kickoff, Appalachian State, Michigan. This one ought to be just a a real runaway for the Wolverines. To this day, we still talk about that victory in the regular season in Ann Arbor, Appalachian State, a Division I AA school, pops the Michigan Wolverines. There's something special about watching a Cincinnati team take on a Georgia team. They can't, you know, you know how it is, Max, on this just in, there's no way they can beat them. I'm Max Kellerman. They said there's no way that Cincinnati can stand tall against Georgia. And then all of a sudden, it's 28-24 with three minutes to go. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, 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 that's why I like Cincinnati there, and I think they deserve it. My big takeaway from all this, though, is, like, again, when was the last time this late in the season, at least I'll speak for myself, was I thinking, and I know others are too, but I won't speak for you two, was I thinking – you know what matchup I really want to see for the national title? I want to see the Ohio State offense against the Georgia defense. That's what, like, I can't remember the last time I thought this is the matchup I want to see, and Alabama was not included. So, like, if they, I, I know Alabama's amazing and everything, but at this moment, they're not one of the teams I want to see in the national title game, and that's remarkable because it, it's always the case that they are. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, by the way, being a bad playoff team. Is that reputation that Key is reacting to or reality? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Some guys have that reputation. Yeah, I wrote a book as a rookie, just give me the damn ball, and then all you idiots ran with it and made it feel as though I was a problem in the locker room. Or maybe it's the reality of it. It's time for Rep versus Reality. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers and your podcast. Subscribe, download the podcast. Um, All right, you know what? It is time to play Reputation versus Reality. Evan? Yes, Reputation versus Reality is brought to you by DraftKings. 
Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, and use code KJM to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yep. Let's go. Uh, It's Thanksgiving tomorrow, so cranberry sauce needs to be homemade. Is that reputation or reality? Keith? Reputation. And nobody wants cranberry, homemade cranberry sauce with big old giant cranberries in it. Get some ocean spray can, nicely, thinly sliced right where the ridges are, and you're good to go. I don't know about that, Keith. That might be that might be reality for me. My my mom made a crazy cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. Crazy cranberry sauce from scratch. I'm talking about it tastes like the same thing. How did you phrase it, Evan? Let me hear the phrasing again. Cranberry sauce needs to be homemade. No, okay. Okay. That is reputation. It is much better when it's homemade, but you can get by when it's not homemade. It doesn't need to be homemade. Oh, God, no. All right, let's go uh, a little football here. Notre Dame would be a bad college football playoff team. Is that reputation or is that reality? Reality. (laughs) Have you watched them in any bowl games or – Playoff games at all, which I know you have, they stink. They get they get run through every single time. People don't even come up for water or air, better yet, when they play against them. They just they take turns. You smell that, Jay? That's that's that hatred, rivalry, so hatred. Personal. Yeah, so personal. Oh, it might like it, it, it might time. be personal, and I'm gonna make it more personal if you like me to. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah, yeah, I do want to hear it. The tarnished dome. Oh, ooh, ooh. It's almost like we got to get someone who went to Notre Dame on the show just to balance that. Evan, one out. I don't have a take on this. I think Key's take speaks for the whole team. Yeah, I do have a take. I think that's reality. Notre, Notre Dame's one of those national brands. Everyone and Key, yes, I know not everyone in reality, but like a lot of people around the country want to be good. It reminds them of the good old days, but in you know they're not. Not at that level, so I think it's reality. What good days? They had one good year with Tony Rice and Bettis in them. They stop. Notre Dame's a national brand, though. Can oh God, do, they did do, bamboozle, Notre Dame have fans they all bamboozled over the country. NBC or not? to get the TV deal, and everybody goes crazy about Notre Dame. That's Notre what I'm Dame. saying they go crazy about him. It might be <sighs> reputation. Or, or reality that they're not good in under, in, under those circumstances is also reality. They got a national following. Jay, so tired the Lakers are a title contender. Is that reputation or reality? Oof, I mean, that's reputation right now. I mean, that's all reputation right now. I mean, they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And just like we had that conversation with Perk, when I watched them play, I don't know what their identity is. I think they're going to have to make major moves by the trade deadline to get some other pieces in play before I can say they are a legit title contender. I think that's. I, I would say it's reality. They are legit title contenders. Every team that are title contenders, for the most part, have to figure things out, and they're no different than anybody else. Without LeBron James, they will not be title contenders. With LeBron James, they're certainly title contenders. I think it's reality that they're title contenders by the time the playoffs roll around, if they stay healthy, because as I've I've kept saying since they got them, Russell Westbrook will not look good for half a season. So the Lakers won't look good either. Just wait till the second half of the season. Everyone will be singing a different tune. This happens every year with Westbrook. If they're, they're healthy, they're title contenders by the time that time rolls around. Jason Garrett is a bad coach, Max. 
Reputation or reality? Reality. Like, you got to show me where he has success coaching. You know, like, the Dallas Cowboys knew it. They're like, all right, y'all, you have everything you need now. So it's either the coach or the quarterback that's the problem here. The quarterback wants, you know, to be paid at the top of the market. They watched it, and they said, oh, yeah, sorry, it's the coach. Yeah, here's your money, Dak, and see you later, Garrett. And he, and he shouldn't even lasted most of two seasons with the Giants. It's reality. It's certainly reality. I mean, you just take a look at Des Bryant. Des Bryant won't let up on Jason Garrett. For whatever reasons, Des Bryant continuously goes in on him to the point where he tweeted at uh, Kadarius Tony to tell him his life is going to be much easier as an NFL wide receiver. He can enjoy playing football now because he no longer has to deal with JG. I mean, that's reality. Come on, when you have all these weapons and you can't create a high-octane offense and we're still saying that you're predictable with all these special pieces, that speaks for itself. Stay in New York. Zach Wilson is the Jets' franchise quarterback. Reputation or reality? It's reality. They drafted him number two overall. He's their franchise quarterback. They're paying a the guy $30-something million dollars of guaranteed money. It's reality. Yes, what are you going to do? Yeah, he's our he's starting quarterback. I think the uh, caveat should be for now. It's reality, but Evan, when you say franchise quarterback, you must consider the franchise. Right. He is the Jets franchise quarterback, Fair. yes. I think the biggest thing uh, that's hurting the Jets and Zach Wilson right now is BYU lost him and they're still in the top 15. Mm. Andy Reid has a good coaching tree. Is that reputation or reality, guys? Think about that one. Who's his tree? So here's his tree. Brad Childress, John Harbaugh, Steve Spagnuolo, Leslie Frazier, Ron Rivera, Pat Shermer, Todd Bowles, Doug Peterson, Sean McDermott, Matt Nagy, David Culley all worked under Reed and then became head coaches in the NFL. I would say reality. Reality. Yeah, reality. reality. It's a mixed bag as head coaches. I would say reality in the fact of you got a couple Super Bowl winning coaches on there, appearing coaches on there long-time coaches in the National Football League, everybody is not going to have a Bill Parcells tree where everybody is just ultra successful. That's Agreed, reality. I think yeah. if, you're, if you see those names <laughs> and you're familiar with them all over the league Key. to one extent or another, Jay, it's got to be reality that that's a good and, coaching tree. And right? I believe a high number of them have had multiple jobs, right, Evan? Like they've been yes. hired – Couple times, yes, and and Leslie Frazier, who's on that list, Todd Bowles might get second shots as well. Last one, guys, thirty seconds. The turkey is necessary at Thanksgiving. Reputation or reality? Reality. 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 You have to have the turkey. So even if you don't eat it, it just it looks right. Yeah. Don't, don't get yeah. the draft confused because Max had the first pick that nobody else could take a turkey. Right. Everybody needs a turkey at their Thanksgiving. Right. Even if you don't eat it. Yeah, and I, I, I eat it. By the way, this whole thing, like, oh, you only like turkey on Thanksgiving. Nope, I love turkey, especially deep-fried You turkey. are a turkey. Keys, <laughs> real rankings for the Giants quarterback next season. Who should they pursue? That's next, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.